Hello and welcome to Beyond the Page, a Life is Story podcast. I'm Josh Olds, and today I'm talking with Stephen Matson, the author of On Love and Mercy, a Social Justice Devotional. Stephen, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Josh. Now, I want to start with the term social justice, uh, because that's a that has a lot of baggage attached to it. Um, so it, it's right there. It's on the cover it's in the subtitle so you're not you're not shying away from the use of the term um so i let's begin then by defining what that term means to you yeah so in an in the introduction of the devotional i try to lay it out as clearly as possible because i think it is important to define terms i mean so many people can label anything according to what um, they believe it is. I mean, even Christianity. For me, you know, Christianity is my faith and love for Jesus. For other people, it could be a political ideology, or they might associate Christianity as a term, you know, with like abuse um, that they experience from a pastor or something like that. So I define social justice simply as justice within a society. Pretty basic. So I take the real semantic origins of the term social injustice and um and and just justice means like the quality of being just and impartial and being fair and you know social um means you know within society or organization and so the term social justice um the way i define it is by its basic semantic definition um, which is justice within a society and i know um, everyone has different de- definitions of social justice, and in the introduction, I try to bring it back to a lot of the Christian roots of the term. And so nowadays, there is a lot of baggage associated with the term. Um, a lot of people associate it with like a Marxist or a communist plot or um, liberal agendas or that type of thing. But it actually has a lot of traditional Christian history behind it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's even a large part of um, the catechism of the Catholic church. And it goes back um, hundreds of years. Um, Christians have, have used it um, as, as a good thing, as something that um, was exemplified through Christ and his teaching. So I define it simply as justice within a society. Mm -hmm. So knowing that there are going to be people who look at the cover of your book and they see that term and that's immediately they have a negative perception of Mm -hmm. you, of your writing, of everything that you have to say. They haven't read the inside of the book yet, uh, but they already have a negative perception because of the way in which they view that term. Uh, How do you respond to Christians who do take a negative view of social justice? I try to find some common ground. Um, You know, usually that starts with the person of Jesus. So usually both parties can start there where we both want to honor what we believe to be Christ-like. And so I take examples of Jesus' life, how... um, you know, helping the poor, healing the sick, um, calling out, you know, some of the wrongdoings or hypocrisy of the religious leaders of that day. And But even in the modern-day context, usually there's different 
there's different levels of agreement on like some of the some of the easier ones are like immigration and helping refugees. Usually that is more of a common ground than some of the more polarizing topics like um, abortion, per se. So I try to find some common ground somewhere because it is a complex issue. And even though I believe social justice is a very Christ like thing that Jesus simple exemplified through his life there are people who immediately go to you know marxism or this mm-hmm. is this is not christian so i want to try to redeem the idea that social justice is a christian tradition rooted in christ and i i've found that when we bring things back to the words and actions of jesus it helps people and kind of disarms them from maybe some of the partisan ideology that um, they've adopted on, on both sides of the issue, whether they're um, super conservative politically or super, um, you know, progressive or liberal. Um, I try to bring every single devotional. It's a 60 day devo- devotional. And I try to root it in the life and words of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why, what for you, you know, because you're kind of involved in the social justice movement, uh, you've written on some of these issues in various blogs and such. Um, what was the catalyst for you saying we really need a devotional that focuses on this topic? Yeah, the catalyst was over the last, um, I would say, decade or so with a lot of the partisan rhetoric kind of co-opting some of the Christian rhetoric and Mm -hmm. some of the things that I grew up believing were just foundational truths of Christianity, like Jesus helping people, loving our neighbor, suddenly, well, not suddenly, but over time evolved into (laughs) more complicated issues with politics on, well, we don't necessarily want to do that because it may be affiliated with the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, or it sounds too communist or this seems too socialist, when in reality, they were loving acts towards our neighbors. And and so, um, and, and I was really finding myself and other Christians around me really struggling to reconcile their faith in Jesus with their faith communities kind of leaning towards various mm-hmm. um, partisan identities and feeling like they were compromising their faith in, in Jesus by um, kind of being idolatrous towards political movements and parties that were dehumanizing people or falling into fear mongering and, and that type of thing. So there was this really big gap of, um, and, and I think what, let me backtrack. When it became the most apparent to me was within the last five or six years, we're living in a time where there's a global refugee crisis of mm-hmm. epic proportions. One of the largest refugee crises the world has ever seen. Um, you know, massive immigration crisis. We have, um, you know, political divisions happening all over the world. There's obviously racism is a big um, political issue. There's um, you know, people, civil unrest with um, issues surrounding 
uh, police brutality and um, the George Floyd murder and all these injustices. And then a large portion of the churches <laughs> come together. And what do they do? They put out a, a faith statement against social justice of all the things. And to me, it was just kind of like, what is going on? Um, it felt like a huge disconnect between the reality of the world we were living in and all these problems and all these life and death, death issues going on and of all the things that these churches and that represented millions of, of Christians, they decided to put their time and energy into this theological statement um, condemning social justice. And, and that really opened my eyes of like, whoa. What is going on here? We need to we need to go back to the life of Jesus, and and I think most people would find a real disconnect between um, you know partisan rhetoric towards people towards whether it's immigrants, refugees, whoever, and what we honestly believe Jesus would be doing for them. Like I honestly believe Jesus would try to do the most loving, caring thing now. Obviously, there's a disconnect between what we think our government should do, because um, our government is not, you know, a religious entity. It's not a, a Christian church. But at the same time, where does our allegiance lie? Does our allegiance lie with following Christ and what he wants to do or following, um, you know, a carnal government? And I think mm -hmm. Christians have to make that decision every day, multiple times a day. And so that's why I wrote this devotional um, in an effort to try to help people kind of guide us back to the centrality of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's such a great book because um, it, it's, and this is a compliment. It, it's fairly elementary. It's pretty foundational in yeah. its definitions. Like you're not, this isn't, especially because it's a daily devotional, it doesn't like get super yep. in depth into all of these issues where I think people can get really overwhelmed. If you've not been a part of the social justice tradition if you're like just now coming to it because there's you know, so many people and i think so many young evangelicals um with the murder of george floyd was a catalyst in my um sort of sphere of people that i know and people in the church and combined with with uh, the pandemic and and a lot of churches responses to the pandemic uh that were sort of you know exacerbated by political situation you have all these things going on to, together and i saw a lot of young evangelicals who were love jesus and they're looking at the faith tradition that they grew up in and they were saying this doesn't match you know what 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 yep. the church is doing uh isn't what i'm seeing uh should happen but then they're left well where, where you know where do i go what what do i do yep. how do i how do I adapt and bring my faith to this? How does, how is, if you've been taught that social justice and Christianity are not compatible, then how do I make it compatible? How do I, how does it, you know, how does it, conf how, how do I see that paradigm? And what your book does really is it provides this sort of foundational biblical overview that connects social justice, which is often talked about in, in secular terms, to mm -hmm. a biblical Christian faith and, and connects it back to that. I think that's the most important, helpful part of your book is because it is so so foundational. You know, so when you're when you're writing this, is, is that sort of the audience that you're thinking of as people like that? 
Definitely. Yep. And I appreciated uh, one of the critiques you had in the review was that, yeah, it is like very basic introduction into the relationship between Christianity and social justice. And uh, one of the main issues I faced writing the book was paring it down. <laughs> My right, editor yeah. sent it back and was like, all right, we're going to have to cut this down. I saw, because it was becoming, I mean, each topic could literally be a book in and of itself mm-hmm. explaining like, okay, here's the theological framework behind it. And here's where I come to it. And so it, it was real. One of the hardest challenges for me writing the devotional was being like, you know, typically by their nature, devotionals are typically shorter, you know? So um, how do I fit this big complicated idea into three or four paragraphs. Right, yeah. Um, and, and so, and that, that was, you know, the biggest pushback I got from the editor coming back. was like, yeah, we have to pare this down by like, you know, three or four pages for, for this one devotional. But the, the good side of that is, is that it really is a good starting point, um, I believe, for a lot of Christians to, you know, I try... And the thing with social justice, when we talk about Christianity and social justice, too, there's immediately connotations. And, and the biggest one is, where where do you align politically? <laughs> right. I mean, whenever I talk about Christianity and social justice, like, you know, in the comment sections or when I'm writing or whatever, it's always like, wow, this person's either, you know, too liberal or too conservative politically or vice versa. Um, and so one thing, you know, in the, the last 10 years of my um, Christian journey, I've um, kind of aligned myself with an Anabaptist theology. So mm-hmm. they're known for like Mennonites or Anabaptists and um, some Amish or Anabaptists. But one of their keynote things is um, being apolitical, so not aligning themselves with the political parties. So they traditionally are pacifists, like they don't join the military or typically they don't vote, which is pretty controversial for a lot of people. But one of the good things about that is that it allows them and no, you know, no theological tradition is perfect for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, one of the positive things it's helped me to do is um, even though it can be a lonely existence sometimes, <laughs> um, especially in online communities and forums and publishing and that type of thing, it does help me focus on, um, pledging my allegiance to Jesus. And that's very hard. That's a very hard thing to do because a lot of times I find myself wanting, it is tempting for me to be like, well, I really want to support this political party. And I think, and there are issues, Christianity by its nature is political. Like following Jesus requires us to take political stands um, on, all, on all sorts of issues because we believe in loving our neighbors and doing what's best for humanity. And so in a lot of times, that's what political issues are. But the key difference for me is that at the end of the day, I still think salvation and my ultimate hope comes through Jesus rather than any like political party and entity. And I think that is kind of being, um, has been confused by a lot of Christians, especially over the last, you know, eight years with political and partisan rhetoric. And even now, like when I, when I talk about immigration reform and, um, helping refugees, like to me, it's very important to be impartial, whether there's a Democrat in office or a Republican in office. So, even, you know, I've noticed that some 
progressive Christian voices have kind of gotten quieter over the last few months. Um, <laughs> now that there's a Democrat in the office about like criticism for, you know, immigrants and that type of thing. I'm like, no, we gotta, like, there's still huge problems, you know, not a lot has changed in, in my opinion. So it's like, we need to, we need to keep advocating for our neighbors, loving our neighbors. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, you know, if, whoever's in charge. And so, but that's always the hardest, the hardest thing for sure is because we all have our various like allegiances and, and that type of thing. And it's hard when those um, contradict our, our allegiance to Christ. And every day, you know, it's just a constant struggle for me. And I think for everyone to try to um, try to stay unbiased in our, in our pursuit of Christ. But hopefully this devotional helps people in that. And no one, I mean, the disclaimer I always give to people is like, you're never going to agree with someone 100%. Like my wife and I, we don't agree 100% on everything. And and she's probably the person, you know, I align with mostly for our like Christian values and faith. But, you know, we have different life experiences and different opinions about things. Um, but I want people at the end of the day to have their faith and hope in Christ and not see that as a contradiction to loving their neighbor that, Hey, you can still love your neighbor and be passionate about these social justice issues without feeling like you're betraying the church or your Christian faith. In fact, I'm hoping that people will be empowered. Like social justice is a very Christ-like thing. I believe it's a, you know, a pretty big theme in the life of Jesus. And I'm hoping that that will provide some inspiration for for Christians as they live their life and um, love their neighbor. Mm-hmm. Let, let's talk Sorry about for the, that. No, no, that, I think that, I think that's great because the 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 political aspect is so it's so so difficult. Um, yeah. Because if you were so entrenched in a two party system in the United States that you automatically assumed that if you criticize the Republican party, you must be a Democrat. If you criticize the Democrat totally. party, you must be a Republican. And I'm yeah. like, I will criticize both parties, <laughs> you know, <laughs> equally. Um, you know, exactly. I, I feel like, I feel like we've, we've moved to a more, a more palatable version of pretty much the same thing that we had for the past four years uh, without any, any substantive changes. Uh, yeah. And in one thing, one thing that, that the Trump administration did was it, it laid bare what had been sort of covered up by both Republican and Democrat administrations in in how our systems have been structured toward injustice rather than justice. Totally. Definitely. Yep. Uh, so to, to talk about the, the the actual, like speaking of structures, the structure of your devotional, um, what what sort of topics you've we've talked about you know immigration race what what sort of topics do you cover in the devotional i tried to cover every single social justice topic i can think of and that was relevant to our society so one one thing i really appreciated to you during the last few years was that church i appreciated churches at least addressing these issues. You know, one of my biggest frustrations, like I live in the Twin Cities. So at the epicenter of George Mm -hmm. Floyd, like that was in my backyard, essentially. And one really just heartbreaking thing was in 
within the days of it happening, I would hear fellow believers come back from their church services that they attended and say they said absolutely nothing about it, absolutely nothing over the months, like whether it was, you know, as it was happening, trial, over the, those, you know, the year. And they were like, this is what everyone is talking about. You know, I was talking about it at work with coworkers, with family, friends, everyone. But then you go in church and it's almost like a form of escapism. Like, mm-hmm. we're just not, not going to talk about this. Um, we're just going to kind of bury our heads in the sand. And so that's kind of one thing I wanted to do with this devotional is I wanted to address the reality of, of people. And, and the reality is social justice is a life and death issue for a lot of people, whether it's, um, you know, homelessness, whether it's income equality, whether it's war, whether it's domestic violence, whether it's um, various forms of oppression related to like sexual assault or immigration or refugees, people, you know, literally, traveling, looking for a home, a safe haven, um, uh, mass incarceration, like, so um, any social justice issue that is happening in the world, I try to dedicate one devotional to that. Um, And in that one unique thing that I want to do in this devotional too, is really center our neighbors. So, Mm -hmm. you know, when Jesus is asked, what is the, what is, the greatest, um, most important commandments, you know, basically I kind of talk about this in the devotional, but in my opinion, he's kind of being asked like, what is the point of it all? You know, what is, it's the closest thing I think of in the Bible that asked the questions like, what is what we now call Christianity? What is Christianity? And Jesus says, you know, to, to love God with all your heart and to love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two greatest commandments, all of the um, you know, fulfilling of the law and the words of the prophets fall on these two commands. And I try to develop every devotional through that lens of loving God and loving our neighbors. So this devotional hopefully is unique in that sense that it is for people's neighbors too, instead of just inspiring ourselves to make us feel better during the day or whatever, hopefully it will inspire us to love our neighbors in some, in some practical way and encourage people in that way. Yeah. I think it brings it brings it makes Christianity relevant because you know you're, you're talking about these churches that don't mention political issues at all and of course we can go to the other extreme and there are some churches that that only harp on political issues and that that can be its own problem. Um mm-hmm. but when when the church isn't isn't talking about the things that are going on in society then it it comes across as very detached and irrelevant to that society uh-huh. and what social justice and, and your book does it sort of it ties it back in and shows you how christianity can be relevant in the day-to-day in the social structure how we can be both yeah we're, we're supposed to be a separate alternative community uh, but we're still living in this culture we're still living in this social sphere and we're called to, to change it and be an influence on it and this is the you know this is the start of of how you do that yep did you find as you were as you were writing that your views changed at all as you explored these issues uh and as you tried to put them you know really distill them because there's so much to be talked about and you had to put it in three or four paragraphs um that you found that you you were clarifying for yourself as you went along yeah 
the biggest one over and this was over the last couple of years was the voting vo- voters rights so mm-hmm. doing research into that i was blown away by the voting system in the United States. And I, I guess I just didn't realize how many voters were disenfranchised. So it's called voting disenfranchisement is one of the technical word, words that I was calling. But um, like, for instance, you know, even within the last decade in the state of Florida, there were, uh, I think it was something like over a million um, felons were disenfranchised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it had to do with kind of, political maneuvering in order to disempower certain segments, um, um, a lot of people of color. You know, so a lot of states use these tactics to essentially, um, you know, criminalize people. But then one of the consequences um, that they wrote into law was people would lose their right to vote. So I think a lot of people make the false assumption that, oh, hey, we're Americans it's our God-given right to vote when it's not. <laughs> and so, um, and a lot of people naturally go to like voter ID laws and that type of thing, but it's, that was the biggest thing I learned. And it was just my own, you know, ignorance. I didn't really know anything about it, but doing research and reading books on it and, and that type of thing. Yeah. It totally helped me become more of an advocate for like, wow, this is, this is really a big, a big deal. And how, especially the, American criminal justice system is kind of structured towards taking away people's rights to vote. And it's as simple as passing legislation, like punitive legislation. So a lot of, a lot of these voters, you would think, well, you know, people kind of go to a radical extremes, like, well, if, you know, they murder someone, shouldn't, shouldn't their right to vote be taken away or whatever. And, And, um, but most most of these people, it's like nonviolent um, drug offenses, like carrying mm-hmm. small small amounts of like marijuana or something like that. And so it was just very eye opening to me. That was yeah, that was the one that um, comes. But that's one thing I appreciate about writing about social justice is like it is a learning experience for me. So even um, you know, as I publish and um, do these blogs and everything, it, it really is a good learning experience to get other people's perspectives and opinions and especially when they're um, respectful and, and have a good tone and, and that sort of thing. Cause it really is like positive dialogue. And that's one thing I appreciate about um, the Christian faith is when people are able to share their differences in a constructive way. Um, and it, 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 it is, it's, I've learned a lot over the years through just the writing process and communication with people. Yeah. yeah. So this is a 60 day devotional. There's so much to it, but if you had to just pick, you know, one thing that you would really want the readers to come away from the book with, what would that be? It would be that social justice is a Christian tradition rooted in the life and words of Jesus. And social justice is a practical way to to love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two things kind of related to one another that I would want readers to get. Yeah. Well, uh, Stephen, it's it's a great book. It's it's you know introductory, foundational. I think it's gonna be so helpful for so many people who are you know they they may have gotten into social justice from the secular side, and now they're trying to figure out how to integrate their faith into it, or they they have this this faith and they're trying to figure out how, 
from the other direction of can I participate in social justice and keep my faith? And the answer to that is yes. And, and your book really shows them at a very foundational level how these two things come together. Uh, so I want to thank you for that. And again, for those of you listening, the book is uh, On Love and Mercy, a Social Justice Devotional, the author Stephen Matson. Uh, Stephen, thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. I really appreciate it. It was great talking to you.